And the legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. So, I thought that we could... <laughs> what did you think? Summon him. <laughs> Hell no. No. Candyman. Anthony. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. Stop it. Candyman. Stop it. Okay. You better not do okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Candyman. You The legend is. Good evening. Good afternoon. And welcome back to the Year of Fear. I'm Jeff. On the other side of the glass is my buddy, my pal, Mr. Michael Jones. Sir, good evening. Believe in me. You really do. <laughs> keeping that on there, man. I'm keeping that on there for a while. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of that, are you? Man? Nope. Like I said, a while. I'm going to keep that for a while. All right. That's so good. how are you doing? So yeah, we're going to, we're, we're, we're kind of calling audible. We had a had to miss a miss a week for uh, for things. So uh, so what we're doing is we're just gonna finish out Candyman this month, not do Get Out. Maybe drop Get Out like later on, <clears throat> and that way we at least you know have a homogeny, you know, like a nice nice flow to the uh, to the month, keeping it in Candyman theme. And plus, this is the the one I wanted you to watch. Really, and that's another reason why I was like I had I had never watched this one before. And like we were gonna do Get Out, I'm like I've seen it before. Nothing, no knock about Get Out. Love it to death. One of my probably one of my favorite movies like that in the last like five years, six years. But I yeah, I really wanted to see this and just like I said, just continue with the the continuity. I think I fucked with you about that. You wanted to drop something else, and I'm like, no, you're fucking with the continuity. Yeah. <laughs> but what what did I call you? You said something about the Winchester. I don't know. Oh I, yeah, I think- no, I was like I was like you're watching too much of the Winchester. You're breaking continuity. Because I know how much you love the Winchesters and, and how well they keep continuity uh, with the uh, supernatural. Oh, yeah, they are totally sticking to the one thousand percent. Yeah, sorry, it was, a, it was a little dig at your uh, at your favorite show. I love Supernatural. I'm almost finally done with it, but I will not watch the Winchesters. You don't want to. I'm painfully hate watching it right now. Just like, oh, no, no, no. Yes, like, and, and folks, when when Jeff hate watches something, it, it's a it's a thing to behold. Yes, it is. Gotham. Remember that, kids? Uh, but you you eventually came around. I don't think you're, this is coming around. No, no. This is this is pure seething, boiling top hatred that's not going to go away for quite a while. You know what's going to soothe my soul? Watching this film, 2021's Candyman. By Jordan Peele, by the way. So, um, yes. I got my queued up at one second, just to be different. So, three, two, one. Press play. Now, right away, I'm in. You got that little old-timey Candyman song playing? I'm like, okay. You're talking about Sammy Davis Jr., son. Yeah. <laughs> it's old-timey. <laughs> did I say old-timey? Yes, you did. You're talking about Sammy Davis Jr., the Candyman. Come on, man. Wow. Old-timey music by the Candyman. Watch up, man. Yeah. 
Man can, the candy man can. Surprised they never did a spoof of this with Sammy if he was still alive. I don't think, well. Yeah, was I, 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 he was already passed away. I was just thinking when he passed away. <clears throat> now, there was, there is somebody else that goes by the moniker of Candyman. And, uh. Who would that be? But yeah, that is uh, that's Steve Lukather from the uh, from the band Toto. Is it? Yeah, he goes by Candyman as well. Yeah. See what I like about it right away? You're going back to the OG roots. You're back in urban America now, or the urban city. Although I do like the second one, it just this is more like what the Candyman is. He's like a uh, a neighborhood ghost story. I don't think that's the same original area they from they filmed the first one. And I uh, think no, they, they remember when we did the first movie. They we uh, they we talked about how they that area got destroyed. <clears throat> so this is it's supposed to be, but it is not because uh, that was already destroyed. Because this is this is taking place in the past, nineteen seventy seven. So it's supposed to be taking place, but like I said, the that area um, I think was destroyed like, or like like rebuilt. Um, yeah, they, like in the. I know. 90s i think yeah but wherever they filmed it man they like they it looks exactly you got to realize most of those big city ghettos were all based off the same city model and city plans see right away i'm i'm really hooked because you have that new type of horror thing going on, but still it has like that little bit from the past. You just kind of modernized it. Even change look a little bit. And I sort of created this, uh, I guess same backstory. I don't think they changed it too much. Well, this is based. I mean, this is one of the things that, and you know, we always talk about this. We've gone back, you know, to <clears throat> to every movie or all the remakes and everything, and the ones that bombed and the ones that did good is they pay homage. They don't ignore the original, and this doesn't ignore the original. It's still sort of the original, just with a new look. It's just like an, it is a sort of a sequel. You know, that's, you know, when we look at other things that we've all, we've all liked, you know, we look at, you know, the Ghostbusters, the, uh, the remake that just recently was released or not recent, but a couple of years ago, you know, they paid homage. They, they introduced a younger generation and younger actors and younger characters that they can pick up and continue, but they had that momentary, that moment of handshake, you know? Yeah. Like the, kind of like the passing of the guard. You know? Yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah. And that's why we always talk about those, those moments where it doesn't work. 
those remakes don't don't work because they ignore it and they almost like blatantly ignore it like yeah we don't care about this we're going to do our own thing it's like you really can't especially with movie franchises like that you have to honor the past because it's out there it's not like it doesn't exist just do what like you like you said those those films you mentioned before do that pay homage then intro your new characters then guess what? Go on from there. Shit, look at like one of the biggest shows right now. It's just started this year, Night Court. Yeah, How yeah. I mean, they 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 are paying homage, but you're getting the new actors. You're getting a new cast. You know, John can leave after season one because he's already sort of planted it. You know, planted it, and he's you know, and he's like he, you through most of it. He's like, I, I want to leave. You know, he, he really doesn't want to be there. And I think it's it and like you said, perfect setup. You know, I mean, I'll be shocked if he's back for season two because. Season one's basically mm-hmm. all about, hey, I'm just going to stay here for a little bit, and that's it. Yep. You know, like you said, if it goes on to season two, that it's already established that show without him. Yeah. So now they have those characters that can continue going forward. Now, if you looked at the cast as it went through, there are actors that come back. That's why, again, what we were talking about, just talking about this, you know, that, that they're paying homage, is you saw Vanessa Williams' name in there. She is back playing Anne-Marie McCoy. So she is, you know, they, so they are, like, doing everything like, the correct way, I believe. Yes. Respect the past and build the future. That's what you're doing. And I think this one, speaking of that, is clearly the same thing, what they did in this one. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't it, uh, isn't Tony Todd and Virginia Madison like on like archive fo- like archival footage or? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I just like it because it's a really, it's a really, really good take, as you'll see. Yaya Mateen. I think this is after Aquaman, I believe. Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's after Aquaman, like he just, like that's where I knew him from. That. <clears throat> yeah, I think Aquaman was 2019, if I remember correctly. He actually did the, um, did you get it? You, did you watch the Watchmen TV series? Yeah, yeah, absolutely love that. Absolutely per- perfect, beautiful, beautifully done. I was, so, I was so disappointed when they when they canceled that. One and done, yeah, it made me mad. I was yeah. like, dude, there was places they could have gone. I was like, I was fascinated. Like, I love Jeremy Irons as the older Osmodeus. Um, he was like Dr. Manhattan. I thought I was really done, well done. It was just, it was just really good. Now, it's funny, this movie, <clears throat> even though it's being so far from removed from time, because uh, 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 this movie is has a connection to Freddy versus Jason. This one? This one does. During the development of this movie, you know, okay, we're talking Freddy versus Jason, 2003, um, with, because of sort of the success it had. It wasn't like a blockbuster, obviously. None of these ever will be, but Freddy versus Jason did have success. So they were thinking of doing a Candyman versus Leprechaun crossover. <clears throat> and, you know, they it entered development. Tony Todd completely rejected the idea. He's like, I will never be involved in, like, something That's- like that. He wanted to stay... You know, that, that this was something better. 
he didn't want to like lean into, I guess, the the, the fandom of it. I think a Candyman Freddy movie would be fascinating. Yeah. I take it. Uh, but according to Fangoria, the there was a fourth movie that was being um, moving forward. Uh, Clive Barker was involved. It had like a $25 million budget. Uh, and that sort of dropped off. That was around like 2014. Uh, then 2009, Dion Taylor was attached to direct the film. And it would have been set uh, in New England during the winter at an all-women's college. And it would completely ignore the movie you did not know existed. So it would be fine for you. But the Day of the Dead, the Candyman Day of the Dead. I, dude, I, it's funny you keep saying that because I keep I really keep forgetting that movie's out there. I've never seen it. So, so yeah, so that kind of, that was around, what, 2009? So, yeah, that one kind of died off. Uh, so then finally 2018, Jordan Peele was announced that he uh, was in talks to produce a sequel to the movie. So, you know, basically this is a sequel. It's a sequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as you'll see right here, this is this little montage they're going to show right now. It's basically showing you the first film. Which I absolutely love this instead of a flashback. This is great. I like this. This is a nice little touch they did. Because it's like sometimes getting that footage is a little bit of a cop out. This is just like well done. It's well, it's great. adding something. It's adding a, a better, a little production to it. I mean, this is sort of a cop out. I mean, when you look at it, it they could have gone and done a you know, epic, you know, backstory and done like use the old movie. You know, that's that's the cop out is the movie. <laughs> Yeah. And they changed a little bit because they're making Helen like the legit villain now. When the first one you saw she was just it was the Candyman doing all that stuff. But from you got to realize from the point of view of them it was her. Yeah. It was her cuz she was the one in the fire with the baby, you know, when they all came out. The, fl- the flame was already lit up, and Candyman was inside, so they no, they couldn't see anything. So yeah, completely get get that idea. And the way his delivery during the story is really good too. By the way, because the way he delivers it, and obviously he's a gay character in the film. And it could come off like being goofy, but he make he makes it sound like threatening. And I was is like, it, oh. "Is it obvious?" Well, I'm just saying. I mean, he's with another guy there. <laughs> I wonder are the are those upside down crosses there? No, you're reaching, dude. That's just it's just a window with that's shoot. That, this has nothing to do with upside down crosses. Candyman's not, you know, no way, you know, the Antichrist. And it's a completely different story too. There's no except for that story that you saw in the beginning. All these characters are brand new.
Is this in film in Chicago? We're supposed to believe it's in Chicago. Mm, let's see. Yeah, it was in Chicago area. It's filmed during August, September, August and September 2019 in Chicago area under the title of Say My Name. Well, if anybody thinks they're doing a Candyman, that's, you know, that was something they always did, you know. Somebody thought that they were doing a big movie, they changed the name because they would, a lot of places would jack up if they, it was like a big sequel. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the main reason, you know, like with Star Wars. You know, at first it was A New Hope, but when they went to go do their sequels, they had to come up with fake names because if, you know, people thought, oh, shit, Star Wars is filming over here, I'm going to, you know, go bum rush it. It's funny in the script. If you um, when you if you ever look up the script online, like an official script, every time the word "bee" is used, like just the regular term "bee," not the not the insect, it was spelt "b-e-e" instead. Just on the script, on every script that, that was ever printed, "b" was always spelt "b-e-e." Now he's doing all the research and pretty much is going to head over there. I do like the vibe of this film, too. You're getting more of that bigger scope. Like, they show that in the first one, too. But, like, this is like you're seeing. The, in the first one, you got what you were talking about because I remember you talking about it was, like, the the overhead. I know they weren't using drones at the time, but, like, the... Um like you know, the helicopter view of the city, you know, so you're watching, watching him drive around and, you know, definitely saw that. And this one, I see what you mean. Cause you said, you know, they sort of do that, but they, they do it in, he does, does it in a different way. Cause Jordan, Jordan may take a couple of like, like angles like that, but the rest of the time he's showing it as a, in a bigger way from the city scope. Yep. Cause you got to exactly. realize most of it took place either in the projects or at Helen or at Helen's house. Yeah, there was not a lot of outside activity other than going from building to building or from their car to the building. And that literally that's all it was. <laughs> yeah. And like here, here he's at least getting out and, you know, he's, he's you know, going around the, around the city and into the buildings and actually seeing the, how the ghetto is and some of these, you know, abandoned buildings. Yeah, it's just creepy. Look at that. In that big old city where everything is pretty much going, like you have this area and there's just nothing going on. So, yeah, there is a few moments when you, um, uh, Virginia Madison is here currently, like, like, she, she was used uh, in a small voice role in this. Oh. Uh, she was intended to be used in a larger role during this, but the concept was shelved. But really, the only two that return are Tony and Vanessa. Yeah, that's it. Let's 
See, I think they... Is this the same room? No, because I thought the first room was a bathroom. No, they, they were walking around the whole building. <clears throat> and again, this isn't the same building because, again, those areas are no longer there. But they're taking the same idea and took uh, other projects and put, like, the painting in. But remember what Lucas always said about movies. He said, great movies have great rhythm. And this is showing that's that kind of that same rhythm when you look, but you, you can literally probably do a mirror to mirror of, you know, probably about this time in the original movie is when Helen and her friend are walking around the ghetto. When he showed up, I thought, well, this whole neighborhood is abandoned, but I guess it shows that he, somebody, some people are still living there. Yeah. Really? I did not know they were doing this. I don't know how I feel. Uh, Coleman Domingo, the actor here, he's, I did not know they were making this. Like I said, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. He's in a remake of The Color Purple. He plays Mr. Really? Yeah. But he plays Glover's, uh, Glover's role. Oh, wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Because there were a lot that they missed from the book. And I would kind of be okay to kind of see some of that. But but that's, a, that's, that's one of those. We always talk about those movies you never want to see remade, like Jaws or The Godfather. That, to, to me, that, that, that falls into that, that category there. No, I don't know if you should remake that one. That's... Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm... Okay, yeah. Uh, Color Purple is an up-and-coming American musical coming-of-age period drama. So... Uh, nope. Sorry. I think it's even creepier actually making the Candyman give out candy. <laughs> Well, it makes more sense than the yeah. other thing was like the little white kids like, oh, he tastes like candy. You know, like him giving out candy to me in my head. That that makes more sense. <clears throat> it's more creepier, too. And it called everybody in.
whereas in the first one you don't get his full origin story here they give it to you and it's a little and actually i think i like it well they kind of did i mean the first one they did but it wasn't until the second one where you've got a visual of it full origin yeah and that's that's why you didn't like it but um yeah like i said to me this this kind of origin like talk about it that's that's the mark of great storytelling is if you can visually give somebody a backstory like or verbal, verbally give somebody a backstory and then that gives us that all a vi- different visual because you probably had a different visual than I did and that makes the story different for you and me and that's what makes it cool it's like when you you when you force us to see something that that takes away kind of the, the creativity of ourselves as as an audience member you know as an audience member I don't want to be spoon-fed every moment every second tell me something let me imagine that in my head that's very well said very well said <laughs> i can't really add okay to so that. yeah yeah this color purple thing yeah it's coming out this year uh, it's a musical so no i do not need to i do not need to see uh see uh see that happening it's a little odd well, a musical of the color purple i don't know about that Hmm. Actually, I just watched, uh, what was it, uh, 42 this week. And, uh, oh, with uh, Tadwick? Yeah, and, and also with Coleman uh, Domingo, who we were just talk, kind of talking about. It got me on that, on that tangent. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I've I've started getting into some like old biography kind of movies lately. Like if I'm going to put something on, I'm just going to like have that playing in the background. I have that. I think I watched uh, the founder today, which is it's really good, which is really good. Really good movie. Really good Michael Keaton movie too. I mean, I don't know if that's a, tr- a true story if that actually happened. But it, it is to a point. Like it, for the most part, the accuracy of that. It's pretty spot on. There were, I think, if you ever saw the movie, the whole, the, all the scenes with it where he was like begging them to become a, please, man, you should franchise you. For, no, they were ready to do that. That was, that was automatic. Like, yeah, that, that didn't happen. Like, were, like I said, there are certain little things that didn't happen. There was a, there was a woman that he he married in between his wife and his wife at the that he finally ended up with. There was another woman. <laughs> Yeah, they're like little things that they cut out, but for the most part, it was pretty spot on. Oh, he will be back for Aquaman. and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, well, he, you know, I forgot he was uh, he was Agent Smith slash Morpheus in uh, the Matrix. Oh, and then I had the Matrix. Yeah, yeah the, I watched the- that one time, and I think I brain dumped after that. I th- I should I should just rewatch it just to just to try. I don't know. I think I watched it once, so I just didn't like it. Maybe, I, I was the same way. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe I should kind of like you know give it a give it a chance. Good old second watch. Yeah, maybe. No, yeah, just kind of see, because there's been some movies that I'm like, yeah, that didn't quite work out. And then I, when I rewatch it later, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, maybe that'll be a rewatch. 
like I said, like I, I rewatched you know, Captain Marvel, and I, 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 I can, I, I appreciate it more when the rewatch. I took myself away from everybody like ranting about it online, and just and once I sat down and I was like, okay, I can see this. There are there are some there are some guys out there that I I used to respect. Uh, uh, Aries Kionis right now, dude. That shit. He's talking sh- mad shit about Miss Marvel. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why do well, I have to watch this before watching uh, the Secret Invasion? So it's like she's got everything to do with the scroll. Everything to do with the scrolls. <laughs> when I rewatched it, I actually liked it a lot more than I did the first time. Yeah, it's not horrible at all. It's actually really good. I want to see what they're gonna do with the Marvels this year? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Marvels. I think November. That'll be an interesting one because you got two characters who are kind of like built on streaming, and then now you're, you're going to throw them in the big film. So, mm-hmm. which, which I yeah, which I can't wait to see. I think it's kind of smart. You throw it in there with somebody who's already established. So they're doing. And we've that. got Wonder Man coming out, who actually has. Uh, you guys doing it? Yeah. Uh, what, what's his name? I can, I can never. I can't pronounce his name. I'll butcher it. But the, but the gentleman playing uh, our our lead here, Anthony McCoy. Anthony McCoy. Yeah. Oh, the actor that's playing Anthony Bacoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matheny? Yeah, he's playing Wonder Man, and that's supposed to be dropping either later this year or next year. Well, for for a Disney Plus series. He's stepping his toe in both worlds. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to get much much uh, much more room on uh, Aquaman and and Watchmen, so you can, he's kind of got to move over, over to the only game left in town. Good on him. I like the I like this Black Manta. But we did a good job with him. Oh, it's all voice. I mean, <laughs> why is he wearing the Where's Waldo hat though? Don't don't oh. be knocking the beanie, man. I like I love beanies. If I could wear a beanie all the time, I would. Not that cold. It's too freaking hot, dude. Did you see? It was like almost a hundred outside today. Yeah, I didn't. No, I was inside. What is freaking wacky? Make up your mind. <laughs> so uh lakeith uh stanfield who um was in knives out he would be played lieutenant elliot and uh he was in selma as well he was actually up for the role for anthony mccoy but he turned it down when it, so he could do um judas and the black uh black messiah and that actually garnered him an Academy Award nomination for doing that movie. So, kind of made a, made a good made decision. A, yeah. So, go for the Oscar nod, which I think eventually he's going to win one anyway. He's too good. And the first time I saw Danny Kaluuya was on um, a show you don't like is the um, Black Mirror, one of the episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was on there. Yeah. Actually, I think I saw that episode. 
the like the reality like yeah like yeah that one yeah Wyatt Russell was on there too you got a lot of big time actors on Black Mirror oh yeah I mean yeah didn't you have um Matt Damon on there for one for the star the Star Trek spoof uh, one uh was he on that one or that's somebody else no I was thought it was I thought that was I thought he was on for there's just that one episode of that Star Star Trek thing. I think that was Jesse Clemens that was on that one. And the girl from How I Met Your Mother who played the mom. Yeah, I can't wait to see what uh what Nia does because uh, yeah, she's directing this one and and Miss Marvel or the Marvels. So cuz I always thought this was a appeal directed one, but this isn't. I thought it was too. Yeah, no, he uh, screenplay done by him. I think he was like one of the producers. No, actually, no. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, Nia Nia De Costa. Did he write it too, or no? Uh, no, he he did the screenplay. Um, Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosenfeld, and Nia De Costa. So it was a. It was a pretty good uh, writing group there, um, but yeah, no, that was he just did producing and screenplay. Because it's still based off of Candyman from Bernard Rose and also The Forbidden by Clive Barker, so like they didn't really have something written, so to speak. That's why they got they do the screenplay because that's that's the writing. Well, they did a good job. Like I said, yeah, I mean, because they did a great, great blend of them. Yeah, it's just a total mixture of it. That's what it works, man. That's why I like it so much. That's why I think you're going to like this a lot more than the last one. The last one, for sure. I think you probably like it already. <laughs> just... I got no problems with, with remakes and, and redo-dos does, and whatever they want to call them. I just... Was creepier that way. I love it. Yeah, I mean, just love that. Love that angling of that. So how that how that mirror split. Yeah. What else has she done? I don't know. If she's done much. Movie was this one. The Marvels. Television. Oh, she did. She did a. Did one of the Miss Marvel episodes yeah really not a lot but she I'm really liking her style that she's doing I wonder if the Marvels is good which I hope it is oh, I'm sure if they would give her one of the Avengers movies just a thought I like all this foreshadowing, too, with him.
Did they use that in the first film? Like the the, the constant flies? Oh shoot. I didn't even see that. Shh. Yeah, Damn. yeah, because that was always sort of like the, the sign he was coming. Yeah. You know. Even that kill right there is just like it wasn't really a jump, he just kind of appeared. Yes, must go faster. So cool how they're shooting him. They're not showing him at all. They're showing him in the shadows. A little bit of the reflection. Yeah, you're done. I even like his updated look. I mean, it's still the same, but they updated it just like little... yeah, like a different coat. He's he's not as uh, imposing as Tony Todd is. He's a smaller smaller build, which I to me that makes him even like Scary. scarier because he is so strong and powerful. And and they're, and she's doing the like the classic villain. Don't show. You know, I mean, you know, we talk about Josh, you know, Josh, Josh is the one everybody will use. Like, you know, you don't see the shark for how long here. You really, you see him, you saw like a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Like the only time we really saw him was at the beginning of the, in the flashback in 1977. That's it. That's all you'll see. Like he just, like you said, he hides in like the, yeah. the shadows. You just, you see him, but then you don't. Sounding of the bees everywhere too. So yeah, this is DeCosta's first movie. She did a Tribeca Film Festival had uh, had one film for the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, Little Woods. But yeah, this is her first movie. I mean, and well done. What got her hired for the Marvels was she actually approached. Disney and Marvel about doing a Fantastic Four and X-Men crossover movie. And I guess her treatment of it impressed them so much that they're like, Hey, we want to, we want to, we want to give you a shot here. Yeah. I wonder with you saying that, do you think maybe in the Marvels, you get some kind of Fantastic Four connection? Not yet. No, dude, still too soon, man. Way too soon. They're still rolling through. Like they're, they're, they're still rolling off of their, um, off of their uh, so their streaming year, and here's another. They're still building that, so yeah, they're they're that's going to come eventually, you know. Because I mean, they literally just introduced the microverse. They called it quantum, the quantum realm, but that is the that is Reed Richards microverse. I mean, they just called it something else. 
because you just you can't deny it. If you if anybody's watched Ant Man Quantumania yet, it is a fantastic four movie. It is. If you you put in put in different characters, you've got four you got you got four people really like four kind of main ones. You know, four main superhero esques. You know, you you got Janet, you got you got um not Hank, but you got you got um daughter. Right? Yeah, you got the daughter. You got Ant Man. God, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Not Hank. Hank. Hank's Hank's Michael Douglas. What's Paul Rudd's name? Oh, Scott Lang. Scott. So you yeah. So you've got you got Janet, you got Hope, you've got his daughter, and you've got and you've got uh, Scott. Those are technically your Fantastic Force. And then you got the family element that's going on there. So it's yeah, that's true. And Quantum. that that's where where was Kang originated from? His first appearance was Fantastic Four. Four. So yeah, I mean that's basically all they did. They just sort of. Just use Scott for right now because they, they didn't write it yet. They haven't had a chance to, to introduce him. So I think we will eventually, since he is our big baddie of this. Yeah, we will eventually see that because again, the quantum realm is the microverse. <laughs> it's the microverse from. It's, it's the microverse. It's the negative zone. It's neg- all. That. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all the same kind of. It's but yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, we may get like the taste of it. Like, I mean, we've already sort of started hearing them talk about you know the. Um, different abilities and mutations. Our, I think our introductions are going to be literally Deadpool. Yeah. That, I that's mean, we, we literally have a, a Deadpool movie coming in the MCU with a mutant or two. Because there has been rumor of uh, at least a, uh, a seated mutant coming. That cut, that cut, yeah, I think, I, that, I think him and the magnetic one are going to show up in that film too. Um, I was thinking, what... Deadpool's next year, 2024, right? I believe so. Yeah, well, they're in the middle of shooting right now. So, yeah, I think so. You're after Kang Dynasty? Mm, maybe leading up to it. So, again, that might be one of those ones. What, that might be one of those weird movies where they do something and, like, they put it out there, but there's no rhyme or reason to it, and we won't see, like, the finishing of that for, like, three movies. Because they've done that before where, like, they've had, they've had a movie, and it's like, okay, what the fuck is that? But we won't get that until like two or three movies later, you know. It's gonna be a wait and see. It's funny because I like nowadays I have never like heard the chatter so much about Fantastic Four that I have like now. Well, because it's this they are literally aiming that direction, and they've already said that they're 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 casting right now. So that's where you're getting all everybody, all the fanboys jumping around. Going crazy about it is because they're already they're in the middle of casting Sue Storm right now, and that's what their talk is. They're they're saying that Sue Storm will be they're, they're getting her cast and they're going to build the rest of the cast off of her. So, should it be they build around Reed instead of no? Sue? Think of think of think of the think of the relationships and everybody in there. Reed, her husband, her boyfriend, however, whatever time we meet. Um, her brother. Johnny, her brother. So she is the core connecting of all of them you know if you even think ben and her were like friends when they were growing up you know and in, in, in school so she is sort of the, the 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 core that you have to have them base go around her it's like i don't think the story's going to be around her but i think they want the cast to have great relationships with her because she is that that one thread through all of it yeah, that makes sense i didn't think of it that way yeah when i saw that i was like oh, okay yeah that makes sense 
Yeah, you'll, you'll just get a little shot right there. But again, it's quick. Boom. I love this. I don't know what it is. I am a fan of horror in like like Elevator. elevators. There's something about it. Um, in fact, I, I never got a chance. I still have to find it because I, ne I never got a chance. I think it was the one where the elevator was like possessed by the devil. Came oh, out like five years ago, and I never got a chance to watch it, but I always wanted to. That's not devil? No, devil's something different. That's Shyamalan. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to remember. Hold on. It was devil. Yeah, Devil. Yeah, you're right. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like it's been out a long time. I just never got a chance to watch it. Pretty good. And it's funny. It's right around that time you had another one called Elevator, and <laughs> it was sort of the same concept. You, you know, you know how the, you know how Hollywood gets into like these weird kicks. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have like apocalypse movies going on and. Like the airplane terrorist movies. Remember that was a big thing. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we had those for a while. And was it Passenger Fifty Seven was one. And... Well, I think Passenger Fifty Seven is the one that kicked it off. That that was oh. the one that kicked it off. Yeah, and it's funny. I don't know if you've ever done it, but try to like re watch that. What watch that? Then watch Airplane. They literally go scene for scene on certain at certain moments. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny if you watch it. Like there's a couple of scenes like that, that Leslie Nelson does that are almost the same thing, but he just takes it to that. You know, they or the writers just take it to that next level. Um, there's even like the the scene where somebody's like freaking out, and, and you know, and they you know there's like trying to shake him to calm him down. You know, of course, airplane just takes it to where everybody's behind him, like ready to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> I'll have to do that. Do the little marathon. I mean, everybody you know knows that it was you know, sort of based off of it, but when you actually look at the scenes, it's like, what the? Oh my god! I didn't even know that. I wonder if Virginia Madsen was going to play this role. No, because I, I because I don't think they were they they wanted to keep her as her. You know, they didn't. I don't think they wanted to bring her as playing a different character. I think they wanted to bring her in as Helen. She looks a little bit like Virginia Madsen. Yeah. But I think casting well, wouldn't be that obvious about it. <laughs> Let's go find somebody who looks just like her. Yes. Yeah, because of the death. Mm. 
I really like the way they wrote this guy. Very intelligent, astute artist. Or could it be his obsession with Candyman that's making him like that? Mm. Hmm. Yep, now that might look familiar. A little bit. You know, so far she can direct horror. She's doing the marvels. Hmm. I sort of figured this out when you're looking at him kind of like decaying. What was going to happen next? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of like obvious at this point. I like the way they did that little practical makeup. I mean, uh oh. I like that apartment. It looks strange. This is pretty crazy. I don't know, man. I think Tony Todd had a better coat. I'm not sure about the yellow. I think his was a little too much. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I, do, I dig this I one because it's, it's kind of chilled. It's it's laid back. I don't know. I, I missed something about the oversized one where it was, it was really obnoxious. Yeah, this candy man is all like rotting. But Tony Todd, he was like very suave. I mean, but, he no, he, but he was writing when he opened up his code. He was he was always writing on the inside. This is more inside, out there. Yeah. Again, you. I mean, we're talking about like decades apart in a movie styles and audience taste. They wanted something a little bit more realistic looking. Hey, look, they're showing a bear game in the background. I always like shots like this. 
that right there. That is... Oh. Because at first, I didn't notice that. When I first watched this film, I was like, why are they doing that? And then you see, if you notice, it's killer as it pans out. Yeah, he straight up, like, he, he lifts a lot of shots in the first one. Like, this one right here, if you watch the first film, they also had a uh, little meeting in a restaurant with a critic. That's a nice little touch there. Music is also good as well. I like his choice. Well, you'll hear some of the other, some of the first first movie uh, pieces as well. Like there's, you have Helen's theme. I think he he bleeds into here. There's a couple other other pieces. There's a few others. Now, this is what I like here. And again, that's from the second film where you learn all this stuff. So he really kind of tied all of them together. I'm not sure about the third because I've never watched it. <laughs> but see, here he does it even better. He doesn't like pull it away from Chicago and away from the environment it's in. You know, in this one, that she, she leaves it in Chicago and tells the story about it there. You know, and it that, that was the one thing that I had issues with the second one. I was like, what's this got to do with fucking Chicago? Why are we in New Orleans? You know, it just it made no connection. Now, what I like is they make Candyman not just one guy. It's more of a legacy. That's what I liked. You still have the OG Danny Robert type, but you had these other guys also. Explains why he looked different. And that's a fact, Jack. (laughs) 
I like the way he well, he does that in most well, like you could see the Jordan Peele touch in here too, with like he adds Ken, this work. isn't just Jordan Peele. Got gotta got cut that out of your head, because I, I was the same way. He was part of he was one of three writers. And not the director. See the madness. He's kind of spiraling down now. See, one of the things and I think I mentioned it before is his slow kind of spiraling downward because of his obsession with the Candyman, but actually trying to make an art piece at the same time, almost like his obsession. It was like Moby, the great story of Moby Dick. You know, Captain Ahab obsessed with Moby Dick that ultimately led to his death. And with Holmes over here, his obsession with Candyman and knowing the history of it and everything and now actually breeding him out. <laughs> Troy's pretty funny. <laughs> this movie was pretty successful as well um i believe it made some kind of money opening weekend uh i don't have that in front of me by the way i forgot to mention this stuff is on every streaming service pretty much except netflix so uh it's there let's see candy box office Okay, so Candyman made seventy-seven million. Seventy-seven million. Let's see. This uh, is okay. That's weird. The film cost 25 million bucks to make and they made 80 million bucks. So it made profit. Then again, I don't know if they could take it to a, I mean, if he's, eh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. If, well, it's interesting when you look at like the film's promotional content, like it was viewed 144 point, like 1 million times. That is 40% higher than the average horror film. That's a lot. 
Like, I mean, they really, uh, because again, just the, of, you know, what it's about and who it's from, because again, you look at the other movies he's done, there was, you know, there was definitely a a following for him. He'd already, he'd already like really gotten his, his fan base ready. And granted, you know, yes, producer and writer, but it was still that, that group followed him into this. And then, of course, I mean, you get you get today's trends and today's you know apps and things like that that they use. Like I think Snapchat had a filter for this. I believe so. With you know, the, uh, um, yeah, they were doing. Uh, I think they were doing a a stunt activation in Chicago, like you know, promoting it. I mean, they would you they would do this stuff. Like when I lived in L.A., they used to do all of that stuff. You know, uh, to you know shut down you know Hollywood Boulevard and have. Uh, I think God, I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it? Wasn't Demolition Man? It was something else. Oh, it was a Judge. It was Judge Dredd. When Judge Dredd came out, they shut down the whole thing, and they had like Judge Dredd, like you know, you know, showing up on his bike, and then like people you know, jumping out of like you know a helicopter. So it just they had like a full like street show <laughs> for the promotion. I think this is mostly a one and done, though. I don't think they'll do another one. I don't think we need to. I mean, I, I think it was really good. It's it's good. It's it tells its story, like you said, like you were talking about it. it. It delves into the second one. You know, it tells that story, and I, we don't need to see anything more because there's not a love story to be told here. Oh no, no. You know, I mean, I haven't seen the full movie yet, but I, I don't see a love story being told here. This is strictly about Candyman, and you know. And, there is no love. <laughs> yeah. So so again, you know, there's no reason to continue. There's nothing more to to do. And again, I get sort of what they were trying to do in the first one with to be. Um, Once you hear that crunch, yeah, I know. And <laughs> more graphically. Oh, that is awesome. Just a great special effect there. Good. So DeCosta became the first uh, black uh, female director to have a film finished number one um, at the box office. Uh, and I think she uh, finished second behind, like, I think, uh, Shang-Chi when it came out because it was right, right, right around that same time. Oh, it's when everybody was just starting going back yeah. to the theater. This is good. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I just like the graphicness. It's like, you just hear the crunches and like slicing. Yeah, and this is one of those few movies that where you actually had like Rotten Tomato critic review was like 84% and the audience was like, were like 72% positive. It's one of those few ones where they were like really close because usually like, you know, you'll get more of that. Like, the, the, you know, the critics are bashing it, but the audience likes it. Yeah, like the last movie we saw. Again, it was an okay movie. It wasn't the best I've had. It wasn't the worst. It was just okay. I thought it was all right. 
love the fact that his, his whole arm is just deteriorating. Oh, the worst feeling ever. Oh. <laughs> nope. Oh. You're obviously in the wrong place. I like the way he, I mean, I like the way she lights scenes. Like, this could be goofy, but it's not. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you look at what, look at this, and look at their, like her, the coloring. When you look at that, like how the you know, the statues got a you know a yellowish green hues, and you've got the purple and the red dress, you know, counteracting each other, just just like amazing, like beautiful stuff. That's why I just can't wait to see what more she can do. It's gonna be excited now to do the more when she's doing the Marvels, so. Which, when you think about the Marvels and and what their power, think about their powers. And each one, usually when they use their powers, they have a certain light around around, around them, you know. So you're going to get these awesome splashes of color going on. Captain Marvel more with the yellow, and uh, Monica's more of like the neon blue. And light you, yeah, and you've got Spectre. I think Spectrum. I think she's like more of like kind of like a purple range. So. Oh, then you figure out who he is. You probably can figure it out already. So yeah, early in her career, she started working with like Martin Scorsese, Steve McQueen, Steven Soderbergh. So she worked with a lot of really good a lot of big folks, yeah. Honing her craft. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love the fact that she says that like uh, her first, uh, she became obsessed with filmmaking after watching Apocalypse Now. For her, that was like that was her her movie that did it for her. She, and so she began studying and looking at like the new era Hollywood, like the the you know the the Coppolas and the Scorseses and the Spielbergs. And of course, direct connection to the first film right here.
he kind of took a lot of those loose threads and just tied it. Well, not really loose threads, but they were there and he just kind of connected them. Yeah. So it is. That's right, guys. He was the baby. tough to make a good movie and when you actually remake it and actually make the other ones better that's mm-hmm. that's a good feat <laughs> that's like, like people call this like the spiritual sequel to it i don't it's a freaking sequel it's nothing spiritual about it this is literally yeah it's not like a prequel it's not in the middle yeah, yeah it's it is a straight up sequel i think it primarily just ignores the second one just uses the backstory not really, not even the real true backstory. They kind of like correct the backstory, honestly. Yeah, Nice job, Mom. Reminds me of Silent Hill a little bit. Oh, you can hear a little bit of the score of the first one in there. Yeah, they they he redid it. Sprinkles it in there. I yeah, but it, yeah, but it's in there. Yeah. It's the Mayfair house. <laughs> By the way, that show is really good. Ha, ha, ha. 
I don't know. This laundromat seems to be at the center of everything. Hmm. It's the same laundromat from everything and everywhere all at once. <laughs> it's a gateway. I know. There is that ugly red beanie. Nobody's there. <laughs> yep, that's the right response. She didn't even play around with it. Nope. Yeah, there you go. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, say candy man. Get those bastards. Oh. Just the way he smiles. It was like his beat up face. Ugh. Ah. So he was. Hey, they say my name, killer. Say my name, say my name. Believe in me. <laughs> Oops, do that. So he's some sort of weird acolyte for the Candyman, I guess. Because he he's a witness. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, Candyman always built an altar. So, and who was it for? 
Just so much lore they added, which I really, really, really liked. Sort of making Candyman like their savior. Excuse me. So creepy. Look at that. Oh. Just oof. Well, that hand was going to fall off anyway. Damn. Ooh. Just looks gnarly. Not quite the cope, but it'll do. It's a little bit better. A little bit closer. A little closer. <laughs> Same church, too. Man, tunnel shots always gotta creep me out. Wish it was lit like this. Come on. Okay. <laughs> See, I knew it was coming. And still it got me. Another good shot. Oh, you should have left that one up, dummy. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, damn. Ooh. Eyeball violence. Damn. Damn. All right. So she she got a little stabby. Yeah. Good shot coming. Again, the lighting just adds. I mean, it seems like a small detail, but well, no, like right when they were running down into those tunnels. Remember, you had the like she was having like this kind of bluish light, and then behind her was a like a yellow light. Like they really, she really plays with colors. Again, I can't wait to see. It's gonna be more stoked. Didn't shoot you. Now she's going to get the blame. Little, uh... did, did, did you notice the sort of symmetry there? How Candyman was a silhouette at the beginning and now the cop yeah. was a silhouette. Yeah, I just saw that. Huh? You had blood all over you. You did it. Screw you, cops. Yeah. Where would Zip come from? This is the moment that she just believes it. Yeah. Oh. And they throw in all that stuff with the story. Makes it more menacing. And it makes it makes you root for the candy man. <laughs> When I saw this in the theater, and I was like, oh, you, I hope he comes back. I go, say his name. 
What's the old saying? How do you fight a monster with another monster? <laughs> building Just little things they do. I let him go. Mm. All this stuff here is just... There we go. What a way to end. Nice, yeah. I mean... I didn't think he was going to make a cameo, but like the little de-aging thing they did, it worked. And you're right. I don't think they'll they'll make a sequel because it's kind of done. 
that's more like hey you could make it in a comic book back, whatever but like i said this film to me it make it makes the other ones better actually it might be the best of the uh the four well again i think because it meshed one and two together and it, like i said the the backstory was so, done so much better made more sense and it included everything that we needed and again took out the love story aspect of it straight made it a lore legacy but a killer and and it just works and they added some new sprinkles in there and then there you go that's a good solid sequel not remake i'm gonna call it a sequel i think mike is right so. yeah no because i mean it is it's they're referring to they, they obviously that kid was the baby so or the guy was the baby so it, that's a sequel to me I, I don't know how anybody could like look at it and think it was anything else but that you know some people all right, Michael, let's get out of here, sir. All right, guys, make sure you do check us out. Next month, we are going to be delving into probably one of my favorite franchises in the horror realm, Friday the 13th. So uh, we're uh, going to be uh, heading over to Camp Crystal Lake and uh, having some fun with a hockey mask wearing motherfucker. <laughs> hockey mask wearing <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I just, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And then you, then you chose... Because uh, you'd already, you and uh, your, uh, was it, uh, who was it? You and, uh, was it Nick? No, who was? I think Brian. Brian, Brian. It was you and Brian did uh, Jason X. So that's already out of the out of the equation. So we were going to do, you know, a, we were doing Jason 1 and 2, and then then uh, you dropped in Jason t- Takes Manhattan. I was like, yep, all right. We're going to do that one. That's that's awesome. I love that one. It's gonna, that's going to make up for Jason X. To, I yeah. know you. Well, again, it makes no sense, but, I mean, it, it, it will still, it's still... It makes no sense. So, all right, guys. So make sure you do join us next month. Uh, we do have a couple of, uh, like I said, a couple of bonus shows that we will probably sprinkle in here that may not match up with the, the continuity of the month, but hope you guys enjoy them. See you later.